0: This is Stephen Strang, and welcome to the Guide and Cancel Culture podcast. The new podcast I started to attract attention to the book that released on September 7th. And as you can check out on the Charisma Podcast Network, I've had a lot of interviews, different things that have to do with the book. Uh, some of the podcasts I've done from the Strang Report appear here as well. And now that I'm starting to do publicity... I'm running them because a lot of people listen to them. I mean, I can look at the numbers and see it. This one was with Chris Ayotte, who has a delightful uh, show on WMUZ in Detroit. I've been on his program before. We had a really great conversation. There was a good connection. So here is my interview as it was live. It was It was live when I did it, and we got a, a recording so that I could share it with you. Here on God and cancel culture.
1: You're listening to Chris Ayotte on WMUZ 1035 The Light, Detroit made Bible strong. Our focus today is they can't cancel Christ. And as I mentioned earlier in that study from the Harvard Harris poll, it said 64% of Americans believe cancel culture is a threat to their freedom. And my next guest is going to help us break this down. He is the best-selling author of God and Donald Trump. He's the founder and CEO of Charisma Media. Has a brand-new book just out called God and Cancel Culture, Stand Strong Before It's Too Late. Want to welcome to the program Stephen E. Strang.
2: How you doing, Stephen? I'm doing great. It's good to be on with you.
1: Hey, it's great to have you on, very timely, given what we're seeing and – uh Stephen, I'm going to be talking about a number of examples. One in particular really got my gourd here with the NFL canceling Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter uh, Victory Boyd, who is going to sing the national anthem tonight at the kickoff game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. But because she would not get vaccinated for religious reasons, they said, we you can't come." It's ridiculous.
2: Well, I hadn't heard that yet. It is ridiculous. And, you know, cancel culture of a type has been going on almost since the beginning of time. Tyrants have always tried to cancel people that don't agree with them. Communists are well known for that. Go to North Korea and see how they cancel you if you don't agree with the Communist Party. But, you know, this is getting ridiculous. What does having a vaccination do have it to do with anything. Yeah. Um they're trying to impose their will on us in all areas of life. And I really think that the ultimate goal is to cancel Christianity. I mean, that may sound kind of extreme, but when you look at it, it's you know, it's a, it's an uh agenda that is anything but godly. It's often anti-god. We saw that during COVID, they canceled churches. Yep. Saying they were non essential when liquor stores and marijuana distributors yep. were essential. Let alone strip clubs. COVID.
1: Let's just put it all out there on the table.
2: Those were okay, but church, not okay. Yeah. And, you know, the idea was they didn't want people to get COVID. Fine. When it first started, we didn't know if this was the bubonic plague. We found out pretty ser- uh, quickly that as bad as it is, it wasn't that bad. But the idea was you go to church. Oh, you could be a super spreader. You go to the strip club or the liquor store. Oh, you're fine. You're not going to get COVID. You're not going to give COVID. I mean, it's wow. illogical. Yes. And now, uh, and then it went to the frontline doctors who were saying, hey, there are some medicines that are fairly inexpensive and mm-hmm. pretty safe. Uh, people are getting well or getting over COVID. and But, it, you know, uh, Donald Trump happened to uh, uh, say something good about hydroxychloroquine, and mm-hmm. suddenly that was taboo. Yeah. And these doctors, these respected doctors, were called quacks and everything else. I write about it and got in God and cancer culture, and now it's extended to the vaccines. You know, the vaccines... I'm not a doctor, of course, but, um, you know, I pay pretty close attention to this. I wrote a whole book on COVID-19 during the pandemic. It was called God, Trump, and COVID-19. So I know more than, you know, the average person would. But here's what's happened. Uh, There have been some vaccinations in the past taken off the market when there were 25 deaths. The latest number I heard, there are 14,000 deaths. Seven or 800,000 people with serious side effects. And, and we're not talking about soreness where the needle went in. I mean, I guess that happens with all vaccine or most vaccines. We're talking about serious. But yet, because, even in spite of this, I mean, President Biden is supposedly tonight going to say that all federal workers have to be vaccinated. Mm. Listen, the the vaccination is causing deaths. Yes. Uh, and this is this is a. Uh, Anecdotal, but my wife and I last month went to a wedding. There were about sixty people. The bride and groom were very careful. They only invited people who were vaccinated. They made four exceptions for people like me who had already had COVID. I had it in December. I got it on a, tri- a trip to Phoenix. I have no idea how mine was very very minor case, or I should say mild case. But I now have the antibodies, so. Uh, My wife had it later. She did not get it from me. Hers was also fairly mild. So at our table, two of the people there got COVID, and we sat and talked to them all evening. You know how it is at a wedding reception. Mm -hmm. We didn't get it. 20 people out of the 60 people got COVID, and every single one of them was vaccinated. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, obviously somebody in the room had COVID. If nobody there has COVID, you're not going to get it, period. But, you know, a vaccine is supposed to keep us, uh, you know, I had a polio vaccine that's supposed to keep me from getting polio. Thankfully, it seems to have worked. Um, You know, nowadays they give children all kinds of vaccines, and there's there's people uh, that were against vaccines long before the COVID vaccine. But, I mean, it's just ridiculous what's happening. And then they cancel you from a – from a big venue because you're a bad person, and mm-hmm. they're honest. They're trying to punish this yeah. performer, and they're trying to intimidate other people. Right? Oh, don't go, don't go against these these people because you'll get canceled too. And we've seen this again and again. I write about it in the book.
1: Yeah, I just don't understand it, Stephen. And in fact, we've got a federal lawsuit that was filed this week. Detroit hospital employees are filing a lawsuit with respect to the vaccine mandates. And in that lawsuit, they actually claim that there have been up to 30,000 deaths, actually over 30,000, for people after they were vaccinated. So I don't know that they're simply constituting that it was because of the vaccine. But to your point, these are people who got vaccinated And who ended up dying after the fact. Now, whether it was COVID-19 or existing conditions, it's unclear. The fact of the matter is, to your point, if vaccine testing and experimental stages will shut down a program when 25 people die because of the vaccine, then maybe people shouldn't be taking it. And yet, to your point, you have a cause of death. You have concerns. You have legitimate reasons of people who don't want to take it. Or to your point, there are other means and options. There are therapeutics like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and Regeneron and others that have worked. They have just plum worked, but they're belittled by the mainstream media because you're not following their narrative. They want you to take the vaccine or you're done.
2: That's exactly right. And, you know, this is very complicated regarding the vaccines. It's hard to know whose numbers to believe. You know, a lot of the numbers are probably underreported. Whenever I talk about it and and I talk about it a lot on media and even in the book, I try to give disclaimers. You know, my book is very well researched. Footnotes. When I'm ad libbing like this, You know, it's easy to say something that's not totally correct, so I try to give disclaimers. But it's a high number. It's a whole lot more than 25, and it should give us pause. The government should be pausing it instead of requiring people to have it. Um, And it's just one more example of cancel culture. And I think what they're doing is they're trying to make everybody think alike, and it applies to climate change. It applies to – Uh, medicine. It applies to a lot of things. I mean, even Mike Lindell, who I have so much respect for, and by the way, I was just so uh, grateful that he agreed to do the forward for the book. And, um, you know, he's almost the poster boy for uh, cancellation. First of all, he had the audacity to support Donald Trump. Now, isn't that awful? Yeah. The president that,
1: uh, you know, it's reported that 75 million people voted for him arguably yes, there were there were many more
2: so bad that he should be canceled from this and, and then after the election thank god he's standing up and saying we need we need to investigate uh election fraud and in my previous book that i wrote called god trump in the 2020 election i wrote it uh nine months before the election I have a chapter in there on why Trump might lose, and the number one reason was potential voter fraud, Mm -hmm. much of which, sadly, we saw come about. Now, I didn't know about the Dominion voting machine part of it, but my feeling is if there's election fraud at all, at all, anywhere, it needs to be investigated because if we don't have confidence in our election system – Ah, uh, people won't vote, and yeah. also it it will get to the point of it doesn't matter who the people want; it it will matter who can steal the election. Yeah, and and if we let the left get away from this, I mean, it's just lights out. Yeah, and I'm hoping it's
1: a runaway that, it's a, a runaway train right now. In fact, what's interesting to me, Stephen, these same Democrats were the ones bringing up all these issues regarding election integrity in 2018 for the midterms, and yet, you know, crickets, no one wanted to talk about all these inconsistencies, all Hell, these anomalies. And I think also, we're going to see a lot come out of this Arizona audit.
2: I believe so, too. Of course, that's not the point of the book. And I've even though I wrote three books on Donald Trump, I decided it is not my place to try to litigate this, uh, if that's the right word to use in, uh, you know, through journalism. But I'm very concerned about Election fraud, and here they've canceled. um, Mike Lindell. Twenty-three major retailers refused to uh, carry my pillow. Now I sleep on a my pillow every night. I like the product. It's a good product. Millions of people have bought it. Uh, What does a pillow have to do with somebody's politics? Yeah. Well, you know, know, here we're. I'm going to be talking about.
1: Well, here's here's one example. We've got a game company CEO and you may you may have seen this who said he, he tweeted that he was proud of the pro life law, the heartbeat act down in Texas. Stephen, they fired the guy they fired him because he was pro life
2: I mean this is really ridiculous it's and it's getting worse and worse when when it seems it's gotten as worse as it can get, it gets worse, and so people are going to be quiet about tweeting. I mean, what could there be better than being for life as the unborn? I mean, right. aren't all of us glad that our mothers didn't abort us? Thank you, mom. We wouldn't be here. Right. Pe- people don't think about that. And then to get fired over that, there needs to be a backlash to say enough is enough already. Yeah, And you mentioned the uh, Democrats and the election fraud. When Donald Trump won, they, it was like um, surely he couldn't have— uh, one, because everybody almost uh, coronated Hillary Clinton, there must have been interference with our election by the Russians and how many millions of dollars. In <laughs> Russia, years Russia, years? Russia. They There was nothing, 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 nothing. Yes, but yet we exactly right. But where there's all there. I mean, when they find in the middle of the night boxes and boxes and boxes of, of ballots that were for Biden. Now, I Mm -hmm. did not see these with my eyes. Right. But, you know, the stories are that every single one of them was for Biden. That's impossible. Right. Exactly right. It's impossible. And then where it was only Biden and there weren't any down ballots, I mean, that's fraud on its face. Yes. But yet it's not investigated and it wasn't one place. It was in seven states and it wasn't all over the country. It was just in the states where it was close. I mean, you know if this if this was a movie nobody would believe it because it's so outlandish and um, you know somehow everybody just kind of blindly goes along with it well and it's it's the
1: Uh, go ahead Stephen.
2: well i'm just concerned and that's why i wrote the book Is i'm trying to sound the alarm too many uh, conservatives in general and christians in particular are passive they're quiet they don't stand up we think oh, this can't be happening, and right. oh, it's as bad as it will get, it won't get any worse, or, you know, we can't risk this or that. And the thing is, it's going to get worse if we don't yeah. stand strong. Uh, we haven't lost yet. Right. But if we do nothing, it's going to get to a point where it will be past the point of no return, I believe. Yeah.
1: I, I agree with you, and, I, and I'm glad you're sounding the alarm. And that's my encouragement on this show, on this platform, to say that Christians do not have to be bullied. And just because we serve a a loving, meek, and mild Jesus doesn't mean that we cow to those that are trying to roll over Christianity. You know, the old song, stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. Well, okay, I'll stop there. But here's, here's what bothers me, Stephen, is, you know, where, to your point, where does this end? I mean, we're critical race theory. They're tearing down statues. Even President Trump was commenting yesterday about the the taking down of the Robert E. Lee statue. Uh, I, was it Virginia or West Virginia? And, you know, I mean, you can be on both sides. I, I get it. Civil War, the, the Confederates versus the Union. I, I understand it. But it's still part of our history. And the context is you can't just cancel people like christopher columbus you can't just wipe out because you don't agree with thomas jefferson or george washington or abraham lincoln or you've decided to now shade or color american history you can just cancel it you can just block it you can just tear it down and you can you can tell people you know our truth is right that truth is wrong and it it seems like they're attacking all pillars of american society
2: absolutely and i make the argument i say It's not about cancer culture, it's communism. And, um, you know, the left is going towards socialism. Uh, It's really a form of communism. They don't use the word, partly because in America we still don't like the word. And communism is always class warfare, Mm -hmm. and it is always atheistic, and we're moving in that direction. And um, they want to take over the world. And America, for the last uh, 60 years, uh, more than 70 years, has been the thing that stopped them. It even brought down the Iron Iron Curtain in Europe. It stopped them a lot of fronts, and they have to get rid of America as a world power. Mm -hmm. They have to – America has got to become just one more country, kind of like Canada. You know, Mm -hmm. Canada and America are a lot alike, uh, but – Canada isn't even close to a world power. And um, if America is weak, then communism can take over. And um, we've got to sound the alarm. And it's ultimately an attempt to get rid of God. And this has gone on through time. Uh, The Romans tried to get rid of Christianity. Um, They took Jesus' life. Mm -hmm. Um, But christianity is still here yes the roman empire is long gone yes in fact the only thing left of the roman empire is the word roman in the roman catholic church Mm -hmm. um and uh they're not going to succeed we know that god triumphs in the end but it does appear that it's moving toward a one world government which the bible says has to happen before the end of time in there's uh Uh, kind of a vacuum that they say a man of peace will rise up that says he's got all the solutions, it'll sound great, and it ends up being the person that the Bible calls the Antichrist. Uh, There's lots and lots of theories, and many generations of Christians have believed it was going to happen in their lifetime. It may not happen for a long time, but I'll tell you, with everything that's going on, at almost warp speed, you know, you just— almost want to look up yeah we need to back right i know
1: i know i know because there are so many evidences and yet uh, i know god is not done with america yet i believe what the enemy has meant for evil god is going to use for good Uh, i think to your point Stephen, that so many americans now are beginning to wake up and see through the lies and the narratives i mean we'll see where this goes But I don't think the runaway train of cancel culture is going to get away with a lot of things. We're going to continue our conversation with Stephen E. Strang. He is the author of the brand new book, God and Cancel Culture. The publisher is Frontline. You can learn more at his website at stevestrangbooks.com. More with Stephen E. Strang when we return. You're listening to Chris Ayotte on WMUZ 1035 The Light, Detroit Made Bible Strong. WMUZ FM HD1 Detroit 103.5 The Light streaming online at WMUZ.com Detroit made Bible strong. My guest is best-selling author and founder and CEO of Charisma Media Stephen E. Strang has out a brand new book this week called God and Cancel Culture subtitle Stand Strong Before It's Too Late and Stephen you don't think it's too late do you?
2: No, I don't. But before we do a deep dive into that, I just want to say that I am a Detroit Tigers fan. Yay! Go Tigers! I grew up in in Lakeland. Wow. Right, spring training. training. And my dad was born in Cadillac. Wow. So I was was raised in Detroit. Tigers fan, and also my good friend Greg Swan listens to your station all the time, so I wanted to give him a shout out. So now we can get back to business.
1: I love it. You've got Detroit in your blood. That's the Motown right there. I mean, you can't get it (laughs) out of you. It's in for good. And speaking of in, um, you know, talking about cancel culture, you believe that it's even a threat inside the church as well. Tell us what you mean.
2: Well, you know, sadly, a lot of Christians are kind of liberal. In fact, some are even calling themselves woke. Um, but also, you know, there's there's always a, a tug of war between good and evil for people who really stand for biblical values or uh, want to cancel people who aren't. And, you know, this has nothing to do with the political current political situation. But, like, for example, there are churches that – uh, if you want to say that the uh, miracles are for today and the gifts of the Spirit are for today and just didn't die with the apostles, they'll cancel you out. They may even invite you to leave their church. Wow. That's an example of cancel culture, and it's been going on a long time. This is not new, but uh, what is new is that we're losing our freedoms as never before. The church is considered non-essential. We saw this with the COVID uh, thing we talked about a little bit before. And uh, you know, it was interesting how passive the churches were. In fact, a couple of the pastors that stood up for their rights and actually got a backbone, uh, people like Rob McCoy and Greg Farrington and Che in California in particular, um, they would have pastors call them like Nicodemus in the middle of the night, you know, scared to death. You wow. know, what well, yeah. should we do? And they kept their churches closed down when they could have opened. Uh, the Supreme Court, thankfully, uh, uh, ruled in their favor, ultimately. Mm-hmm. But these these churches were passive. They went along. When the government finally said they could open, they had big reopening, big put up big signs, back to normal. We don't need to go back to normal. And why should we open our church? Because the government says to, we have a constitutional right to freedom of religion. It does not go away during a crisis. And there were— Government officials uh, who I think have very wrong motives, uh, Gavin Newsom being maybe the best example, who I think they saw how passive Christians would go along. So, you know, today it was a virus that was the excuse to uh, shut down the churches or minimize the churches or say they're non-essential. What is it going to be tomorrow? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of things in the Bible that the far left would say is hate speech. Like if you speak up, if you say anything about the gay community, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of other things, they call it hate speech. And there are examples, especially in Canada, where there have been a couple of pastors that have actually been arrested because they preached the Bible. It's just a matter of time until they say the Bible is hate speech and it's eliminated. I mean it's hard to believe it would happen. Yeah. The Bible is still revered by most Americans even non-believers, but you know a lot of other things that they uh we thought would never happen have happened. And there are periods of history in which people died because uh they printed the Bible. Uh William Tyndale is a good example. I could give other examples. So it has happened before. Uh, and we can't let it happen again i'm hoping as you said earlier that there will be some kind of backlash where people will just say is enough is enough yeah and you know we're seeing uh you know i don't know you well enough to know where you stand on revivals and things like that but mario well Marlo let me give you
1: I, let me give you a quick example Cheon, you mentioned papa Che is my spiritual father i went to oh,
2: how about harvest
1: that? rock church in pasadena for many many years so we're probably on the same page across a number would, of different I levels.
2: I think so. I've known Chase since uh, 1985 when he was probably in his early 30s. Oh, yeah. And and have kind of seen – I've been to that church. I've kind of seen his ministry over the years. He's a wonderful man, but he was always very quiet when it came to um, politics. Um, not anymore. He, not anymore. <laughs> he has a backbone now, and um, a lot of other uh, – Pastors are speaking up, too. So, you know, good things are happening. And also revival meetings. I mean, you're you're familiar with California, uh, Highway 99. Sure. Uh, Mario Murillo is having yep. tent revivals with yep. thousands of people coming. Love it. Uh, he's in the process of going to New York. They had a kind of a, I, I don't know what to call it, maybe a meet and greet luncheon for pastors. Usually they have one or 200. They had 1,000 people show up. Uh, to find out about it. And it's going to be in the next month or two. I did a podcast with him yesterday on my Strang Report podcast. Notice how I kind of slid that promotion in. Nice, Stephen. But Very there good. There are things, there are good things happening. People yes. People are getting hungry Amen. for God. And I have a chapter in there called Hurricanes of Revival. In fact, Mario Murillo gave me the word picture. I live down here in Florida where we have hurricanes. You know, there gets to be a, a low pressure. And the 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 wind rushes in to fill in the vacuum. Mm-hmm. Well, there's such a vacuum of the Spirit of God in our culture that Mario is saying the Holy Spirit is going to rush in to yes. equalize that yep. and is going to be like a hurricane that sweeps people into the kingdom of God. I think it's a wonderful word picture. It is. And we can, as believers, we can believe that that is going to happen, that it is happening. The people... A lot of people don't reach out to God until they get desperate. Well, guess what? We're getting desperate.
1: Yes, we are. And and, and what's interesting, this Saturday, nine eleven twentieth 20th anniversary, I know Che will be in Washington, D.C. with Sean Foyt and others uh, for his Let Us Worship Tour, as well as for the prayer rally. Uh, others, I'm sure, will be representative there. But he, this is a very interesting time, Stephen. And Saturday is... A milestone, because so many of us remember what happened on 9-11. We remember the phrase, we will never forget. Firemen, policemen, those on the front line, first responders who lost their lives because of what happened. And we were praising and lifting up these heroes of bravery and courage. And it seems like there's some contention. With that, given cancel culture and what they're trying to weigh on patriotic Americans.
2: That's right. In fact, there are some people that say a patriot is a synonym for white supremacist. I mean, mm. it's it's extreme. That's unbelievable. It, that's a radical uh point of view there've always been people who have said crazy things but it, it 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 wasn't uh acceptable more in in wider culture like it is now now thankfully it's not totally acceptable but the media tries to make it think it is and um there's lots and lots of cancel culture the fact is they're going to try to cancel everyone who doesn't agree with them and um we We did not choose to be born in this generation. God put us here for a reason, and we've got to stand strong or else it's going to be very, very difficult for our children and grandchildren. I really believe that, and I so appreciate people like you who are standing strong. Um, I love the little motto. You know, I don't get to listen to your radio station because I don't live there, but— your motto about the Bible, I think that's great. And I Detroit really
1: made Bible it. strong. That's right. Because you've got Detroit in your blood, Stephen. We know that now. That's right. And when you come here, you and I will go to uh, American or Lafayette, whatever your favorite uh, Coney Island is, and we'll do a little Detroit walk downtown.
2: You know, That's right. And I want to go see the Tigers play like i absolutely. Done before when i oh, up Oh, yeah. There, so.
1: Yeah, celebrate the Tigers. You know, it's interesting because – Stephen, I'm one of those guys, glass is always half full. I'm looking at the opportunity. You know, as people say, it's not a problem. It's an opportunity for a solution. And I know you espouse to this, that Christians should not lose heart, that we can stand strong. We should not be intimidated. Tell us, we just got about a minute left here. Tell us what you want people to take away in the midst of all this fire around the the idea, the concept, the push of cancel culture, and how we as Christians can take a stand and have that backbone you talk about.
2: Well, first of all, they, I want my book to make people aware of what is really going on and understanding these little bits of information they hear from here and there, here and there, to realize that it's probably more serious then we make it because of course the media is on the other side the media is part of the problem right and then there are things we can do and it it starts of course as believers with praying but also electing the right kind of people to office Uh, with some of these extreme examples that happen we got we need to let the powers that be know that it's not acceptable that we're not going to be quiet and sit down there are a lot of things we can do even in our own circle of influence when you hear crazy things you can politely speak up and say that's wrong i don't agree with that yes uh, we've got to put an end to that we can all do our part and we can also support people like michael and dell who get canceled and these other people and we can write letters uh i've done that uh myself when uh delta airlines got woke over that law in georgia i mean why should delta airlines i mean that was a good law to try to eliminate election fraud I wrote the president of Delta and said, guess what? I'm not flying Delta, at least for the time being. Why don't yeah. you guys just go neutral?
1: Right. And, or, uh, or Major League Baseball taking the All-Star the game thing, out of Atlanta, exactly. moving it to Denver. Like, what was up with that?
2: It was all this part of the same thing over an election law. But it was an election law the left didn't want because they, you know, I hate to say all of them do it. But, I mean, as a group, they seem to want to steal elections. And this law wouldn't have allowed it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just craziness. And we need to, you know, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. This is not against people. Mm -hmm. There are principalities and powers. And as believers, we can pull down those principalities and powers. We can do warfare on our knees. And I know that sounds like a religious cliche, but, uh, you know, the spiritual world is really more real than the world that we see with our own eyes. And Christians need to wake up to the authority we have in Christ we need to believe the Bible. We need to believe the greater He that's within us than He that is within the world.
1: Amen and amen. So good. What a great way to end it. Again, our guest has been Stephen E. Strang. And folks, uh, the book is called God and Cancel Culture. Stand strong before it's too late. The website is stevestrangbooks.com. Stephen, thank you for being with us. I appreciate your zeal, your example and pushing forward in the midst of all of this thank you god bless you
2: and thank you for the opportunity
1: god bless you sir you're listening to chris ayotte on wmuz 1035 the light detroit made bible strong
0: this is stephen strang again even though i signed off on my strang report podcast i want to add a couple of words and you must be interested if you're still listening one of the reasons i'm doing this podcast on its own name in its own way is to attract Readers to my new book, which releases Tuesday, September 7th, the day after Labor Day. It's easy to remember. It's going to be available everywhere. Right now, it's only available on Amazon.com as a pre-order. And you can go to Amazon.com, either look for my name, Stephen Strang, or look for the name God and Cancel Culture. You can order it. They don't charge you, and they don't mail the book until the release date, September 7th. Would you share this podcast with friends? Would you tell friends that you think may be interested in the book? I would really appreciate it. I think you'll enjoy the book. I believe it's my best one yet and also maybe one of the most important. The subtitle for the book, which we just decided a few days ago, is Stand Strong Before It's Too Late.